As a commercial real estate professional, you manage complicated decisions every day, and to make the right call, you need the full story. Moody's Analytics CRE harnesses the expansive, integrated data and analytical expertise from across the Moody's organization, then curates it specifically for commercial real estate professionals. Learn how to make better decisions and improve CRE workflows with the Moody's Analytics CRE Solution Suite at reese.com. That's R-E-I-S dot com. Welcome to WMRE's Common Area Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning editorial staff at WMRE. Let's jump right into this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to The Common Area with your host, David Bodemer. For those longtime listeners, you'll notice something different today. The podcast is different. Um, David does not have a guest on today. That means I get to shoot the breeze with him, uh, but we've got a very specific topic. If you have been a longtime listener, you'll know that about a year ago, the, the brand kind of changed from NREI to WMRE. And so David and I are going to talk about that because it's just about the one year mark, right, David? That is right. Um, about a year ago, I think, is when we maybe made the initial you know, we kind of, we kind of phased it in a little bit. So we started to tease it and we started to cross post stuff to both websites. And then I think right around, um, end of December or, and, and, and really kind of coming out of the gate January one is when we went to market with this, you know, announcement of that we were no longer NREI and we were now wealth management real estate. And yeah, now it's been, it's been almost a full year since we did that. All right. So l- remind me, why did you change the brand in the first place? Yeah. So the there were a couple of reasons. One is that we are part of a broader editorial group. I think a, a lot of our readers um, tend to you know, just think of us as a standalone product that was mm-hmm. covering commercial real estate, but we are part of this bigger um, editorial group that's that is called wealthmanagement.com. Um, the the parent brand goes to financial advisors, wealth advisors, RIAs, mm-hmm. broker dealers, that whole universe of people that is helping people manage their money. So we were part of that, but we were kind of just sort of operating almost on a parallel track and not communicating uh not really coordinating as much as we could be with that, with that overall brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so, so for, so there was both, there, so there was partially an internal reason, which is that, you know, we were trying to just c- clear to the market that we are, we are, a, we are a bigger brand. Uh, we are part of a bigger universe that we, that real estate is our specialty that we cover, but that we are part, but that we are part of this wealthmanagement.com group. The second thing is that within that, what we, um, had been in just looking at the lay of the land commercial. There are a lot of commercial real estate media brands and a lot of really good ones um, that we are competing with and uh, trying to stand out within that universe can be difficult if we're all kind of hammering away, hammering away pretty much at the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We've always tried to, 
one way we tried to differentiate was to be like, we don't focus as much on the day-to-day deal flow, even though commercial real estate is obviously a deal-driven business. I mean, it's, it's out to people signing leases and buying and selling properties and doing big mergers and acquisitions. It's, it's, it's a deal business, but people can find that. Infer- if you're looking for day-to-day deal coverage, there's lots of places to find that, mm-hmm. uh, including, you know, I mean, Companies are really good at just putting that data out themselves. Coast, you can get that stuff right from CoStar. Trying to just re- replicate that, especially given that we, we are, um, to be honest, one of the smaller uh, editorial staffs in the world, in the in this world, mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense. So instead, we tried to like not get so focused on the day to day deals and 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 really try to look at the patterns and the trends and uh see what's happening across all the sectors. So that's one way we try to that that we always try to differentiate ourselves. And then more specifically with this transition to wealth management real estate, uh it occurred to me that when we write when when I think when people cover commercial real estate they tend to they look at what I just talked about, which is like a lot of how the deals are getting done, what the commercial real estate companies are doing on a day-to-day basis. There's not as much coverage about really analyzing the equity side, like where the money is coming from that's that's fueling all of this activity. Who are, who are the commercial real estate companies? Who are their investors? And there is... I think there's a there's a, a lot of fascinating stories to tell there because mm-hmm. for one thing it's a lot of you know it's just regular people that are trying to get exposed to commercial real estate a lot of doctors and dentists and lawyer you know and just people who who want to get some portfolio diversification and they're trying to figure out ways to do it and also I think for the most part there's a lot of visibility into the ways that people can make uh, investments in like stocks and you know REIT stocks or mutual funds or ETFs and there's less understanding of how actually you can invest in commercial real estate and private deals, and so and so that's so that's 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 kind of what we've tried to shift to talk more about that. That's really where how we got here. Mm-hmm. And and just being on this journey with you for the last couple of years, you guys do offer, in, in my opinion, so much more insight uh, with the interviews that you're doing and and. Than, than just that service level, how did the deal get done? When did it get done? What were the numbers? Blah, 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 right? Like you said, anybody can find that. Uh, but I, I truly think that you dive deep in with your guests and and uh, almost get into the psychology of why some of these deals were done and, and what's going on in the market and what people are feeling and thinking about, because that truly, to me, is is the more important subject, uh, because that that can tell you by human behavior kind of what you're seeing and you know what how those trends are made not just the numbers so uh, i think it's been fantastic and i I appreciate i've learned a ton so i mean (laughs) i didn't know anything about commercial real estate before this journey began uh but i do want to ask do you think this has changed how you cover commercial real estate and and the industry in large by changing your brand yeah I, i think it it has you know as i was starting to talk about there i think again i had almost an assumption in the past that that a lot of commercial real estate companies were primarily working with like institutions or maybe their own family's capital or maybe some friend and family capital and i didn't quite have i mean i certainly was aware that 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 companies were raising money other ways but 
just seeing as I ask companies that I talked to for years and I never asked them that question. It's like, where does your money come from? And over and over hearing this answer about like, yeah, well, we're, you know, we are trying to raise money from accredited investors. We're talking to individual investors. We're talking to high net worth. We're talking mm-hmm. to family offices. And that that's such a big um, emphasis on where the capital is coming from. And then that's led to another round of questions, which is, okay, well, how do you then, you know, talk to those people? How do you, how do you find those people? How do you communicate with them on a regular basis? How do you can, how do you separate yourself from the pack? What, you know, cause there are many, many, many real estate funds and many companies and many that are in, and, and, and differentiation is not just by property type because, you know, tons and tons of companies are, are competing for the same, you know, yet being just like a multifamily investor doesn't separate you because there are tons and tons of multifamily investors. So you have to have like a story um, and you have to have a method and you have to have a way to differentiate and like getting some understanding of how companies have tried to tackle that has been interesting. Mm-hmm. And also just becoming aware of some of the innovation and even the structure, the way the investments are being structured so that um, in the past private REIT structures were, were fairly prevalent. Now there's more things happening like crowdfunding or fractional investment or ways like, or, or, or ways of, of doing smaller placements and ways that to allow, allow more liquidity to the investor so their, their money isn't locked up as much. Ways to communicate more regularly what the performance of the, within the funds is, are doing. So, so things like that. So it's just been, I've just learned, I think, a lot in this past year about all of those things, which I think, you know, maybe took for, because I think even, you know, when when covering this industry, there's so much just to like talk about at the property level Mm -hmm. um, itself, because there are so many different property types, you know, and I think a lot of people, when they think of commercial real estate, they just think of like offices and maybe malls. And they kind of don't really think about that apartment buildings are our business and, and actually the biggest part of this business uh, industrial is a huge, huge asset class. And then mm-hmm. all these specialty types like self-storage and student housing. And, uh, and now like even in the past few years, the emergence of single family retail as a institutional level asset class and not just something that people are doing on the side. So, you know, it's just, there's just, I just found that there's so much to there's so many companies to talk to and so much to talk about in figuring out how do you educate people about about a about the commercial real estate sector itself and fi- and help them figure out maybe which property type they might be the most interested in investing in but then also how they should be doing that whether they should be investing whether they you know whether it is just fine you know passive re you know mutual fund is the best thing for them or whether they are in a position where they should be thinking about making more direct placements in real estate or private placements and that kind of, and that sort of thing. Yeah. David, I know that you guys really did this rebrand um, right at the end of 2020, right? Which we all know was one heck of a year. And I'm, I'm sure you had a ton of information learned a lot from that time because of all the different rules put in place because of COVID. Uh, but as you rebranded as you launched the new brand in early 2021. Um, was there anything that surprised you in this last year? Yeah, I think a couple of things um, from 
the brand level, I think it surprised us to the good side that um, people got it pretty quickly. What we were trying to do, we were, uh, you know, when you when you good. do change a name, and especially international real estate investors got over sixty years of history behind it, so it's it's not a small decision to mm-hmm. to try to rebrand, uh, and also with that rebrand, when you're doing this kind of a little bit of a of a pivoting in terms of the, well, what you're trying to cover, you know, that there's always a risk with that. And we found that people like, we didn't really have any pushback and we found that in fact, it opened up some opportunities, you know, companies that now were actually paying more attention to what we were doing and wanted to talk to us more. So I think that was a good surprise that yeah. like that, the rebrand kind of was um, accepted pretty you know, we felt pretty, pretty accepted in the marketplace and, 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 and throughout the year, it's created some, some new, some new things that we didn't even know we were going to do. Like we, we've done these um, forums now, these virtual forums, which are multi-day events with several webinars with companies coming in. And we did our first one of those in the late spring and it was successful. And we're going to do our next one of those, um, actually this next week the week that this podcast goes live is is the next forum so um that's something to look out for on november 17th and 18th where we've got four panels as part of the forum so i think that's like a vindication of of the acceptance of the name change and and that people have wanted you know wanted to engage with it i think from the industry level the most surprising thing has been just i think this isn't just about commercial real estate thing probably everybody but just like this the the shape of the of the covid recovery this mm-hmm. year has just like defied all of what we i think what, what we all expected or hoped and the initial rush of vaccination in the spring and and um and the thinking that it, it might be a pretty smooth year but then delta kind of came and and threw threw some curveballs at us but now as we get to the end of the year, it seems like we're on better, better footing again. And that it's just challenging to, to follow that because it affects all of these property types a little bit differently. So I think a big theme that we've always talked about, and as we rotate the guests is, you know, industrial has been amazing the whole time because it, the, the the boost in online sales, the boost in direct-to-consumer, the importance of logistics like has just put so much demand and interest in industrial real estate. And it's just had a, you know, it's had a really great year. Multifamily, which at one point people had a lot of concerns and questions about because they thought there might be a massive eviction crisis or a mass, mm-hmm. massive rental crisis. And that never really came to pass. So multifamily, you know, we, at least on the, on the wide, you know, for on the wide scale. Um, so multifamily like sits really well. And then, you know, retail, which had a really rough 2020 has rebounded pretty strongly this year. Uh, people like have gone back to stores and, um, and and done well, and, and then hotels probably the one that's got like the most. Um, no, well, there's two. Well, hotels got some questions, but leisure travel's done great. Business travel, we're still kind of waiting on. But overall, the hotel industry kind of d- is doing a little better than we thought. And um, 
and seems poised for 2022 with, as we get into the, this last half of the year, there are more in-person events happening and people are having good experiences with that. So I think that will continue to, to accelerate 2022. And then the last sort of question um, is just like, what's going to happen with offices? Um, given that, you know, I think a lot of people have returned to all, it, 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 what I think is, it's a very complex story though. Cause I think there's this notion that there's, tons of people staying away from offices when that's not really the case. It's kind of, it's very different by market and markets. Like I think New York gets, you know, it's the biggest office market. So it gets the most attention and it's maybe having the slowest return to office of some of compared to some other places. But in a lot of other cities, my understanding is that like people are, you know, 50, 60, 70% of, of, of pre COVID capacity at some of the offices now. So there's going to be questions and um, I think I, even, even our last episode really got into this question. So I'm not going to like go t- too much further other than to, to point people to, to, to that, to that episode, to, to figure out where we're going to, where we're going to be with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit uh, and ask you, uh, you, you just told me a little bit about the past. Now I'm going to ask you about the future. So what are the plans for the brand in 2022? Yeah, so we are going to continue with our overall, you know, the, this editorial focus we feel vindicated with. So we're going to, that's still going to be where we go with our day to day coverage and the overall thrust of what we do. The daily newsletters will, will, will still be our, our, primary vehicle for content um we're gonna these these forums that we launched this year like i said we did one in the spring and one in the fall uh, next year i think we're going to try to try to do them on a quarterly basis so if um people are interested in in those keep an eye out for that or reach out to find out how to be involved and you know the the podcast remains a big part of what we're part of our strategy and in, in being multi-channel and then continuing to look for opportunities to cross pollinate with with our parent brand, uh, with wealthmanagement.com, and trying to develop some more content that's aimed at advisors and RIAs and broker dealers that are like essentially pitched with helping them talk to their clients about commercial real estate. So it's that, that like just developing more content and more more pieces that that can be pit that can that can come in on that on that perspective all right well i know you've always been open to feedback and open to ideas and things for this podcast and on this podcast uh, but if people do have story ideas or byline ideas what's the best way to pitch them to you if there, there's something they want to learn about yeah so i think we get inundated with press releases um and again with a lot of deal press releases and so many that we mostly can't respond to to those and also like i said we since we don't do deal level coverage mostly we look at that stuff just to get kind of an anecdotal view of what's happening and it's interesting to see that stuff come through and see where where buildings are being bought and sold and and seeing as much information as people will give us about cap rates and uh, who the buyers and the sellers are and all that sort of stuff. So it's helpful to get that stuff, but I know that we, I mean, if we, but we, we can't really respond to it. What really helps us though, uh, and we it, are people pitching narratives to us and also uh, pitching, um, th- you know, like trying to help um, if you can ca- ca- come up with, 
an angle around how you know how you're raising money or how you're talking to investors or how how you're succeeding in 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 placing that capital in the space that's one thing we're looking for we also do run a fair amount of third party bylines like we're probably running a couple of those per week so we are always looking for good industry insight but i would just caution people that we're not looking for like commercials we are we are looking <laughs> yeah. you know, we're not we're not looking for for people to come in and just write articles about how great they are we you know but if you want to provide some thought leadership or 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 intelligence on um, trends you're seeing or ways you could build build off of the experiences you're having we we do like you know we are looking to run those and that what i said is true for both articles on the website and also for this for this podcast in terms of the pitches we're looking for you know you can keep keep the deal releases coming and other kind of news announcements, just know that we're not going to be able to, to to directly act on that, but it might mm-hmm. help inform some of our story decisions. But we are looking for those ideas for trends, pieces, analysis, pieces, you know, insights, that, that kind of stuff. That That's really what would be the most helpful for us. Okay. And, and where do they send those? Oh, um, you can send it just, you know, david.bodemer at informa.com. All right. We can well, put in that in the uh, make sure that's in the episode notes, which I think it usually is. But we can just have that have that there. I'm also on LinkedIn, so people could connect with me there and message me there. All right, sounds good, David. Uh, congratulations, you guys have hit the kind of the year mark after rebranding, and and like you said, it's been very successful. So congrats to you and the entire team. Thank you so much for all you do, and uh, I appreciate it. Any any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Well, I want to just thank the audience for for listening to our podcast and for being readers. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, we are getting towards the end of the year. So I just want to wish people the best of luck in getting the the, the last of their deals closed and hopefully getting to some good downtime mm-hmm. with friends and family as we as we wrap up 2021 and, and head up into 2022. We'll have a couple more podcasts before the end of the year. So please check those out and 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 everyone just you know keeps staying healthy absolutely that's a great send-off because that's that's the important part be around family but keep healthy yeah all right david thank you so much for your time and of course our last thank you goes to you the listening audience thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the common area podcast with david bodemer if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet please click the subscribe now button below this way when david comes out with a new podcast it'll show up directly on your listening device this makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your colleagues again Thanks for listening today. For everyone at WMRE, this is Eric Johnson inviting you back in two weeks for all the stories that matter to you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Common Area Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WMRE or Informa. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. As a commercial real estate professional, you manage complicated decisions every day, and to make the right call, you need the full story. Moody's Analytics CRE harnesses the expansive, integrated data and analytical expertise from across the Moody's organization, then curates it specifically for commercial real estate professionals. Learn how to make better decisions and improve CRE workflows with the Moody's Analytics CRE Solution Suite 
at reese.com. That's R E I S.com. <laughs>